Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Black and White Commentaries. I'm Lee. And I'm Will. And today we're going to talk about the chapter 5 of The Mandalorian. This episode's called The Gunslinger. Um, first I want to say, I mean, we're, we're halfway through this, you know, this group of episodes. We know there's eight episodes in this season, you know. I don't know if they, they plan on making another season after this. We don't really know until they we see how they end it. I mean... Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm wondering like I don't I don't read into this stuff I just I want to come into it totally dry and see what happens, and I think I think you know I'm kind of hoping they just like have like a definitive story here like it's finite and it's and it's like wow this is really cool and then they get into like Kenobi and then they get into like other things and we get more of a background you know that's one way they could do it or they could go total cash cow with it and say hey let's just make a whole bunch of different series and make them go on forever. And I really hope they don't do that because then eventually you'll get to a point where the episodes are just like fillers. Which, well, then uh, exactly yeah. how would they go about doing that then? I mean, if you want to get into a bunch of backstories, for example, Kenobi in this timeline where the Mandalorian is, you know, Kenobi's dead. So how exactly would they do that if they're not going to turn it into a cash cow and make a whole bunch of different series? No, no, they are making different series, but my my question is, are they going to keep dragging this one on while other series are coming out? Like, are they going to have multiple things going at once? Probably not. Well, so. I mean, DC's doing it on um, WB, so yeah, it's possible. Know. It's, not, it's it, not unheard of. Right. So, I mean, time will tell. We'll see what happens. I mean, I really am enjoying this. Um, and with us being, you know, now at this point, more than halfway done with this group of episodes, if you want to call it a first or only season, whatever, you know, we're we're just getting past the halfway point. You know, I'm wondering, like, are we going to get to a point where we see this dude's face? You know, we get a little bit like, where's he going? You know, we finally understand, you know, what this baby Yoda is, you know, you know, what the species is, where it came from, why they're after it so much. And, you know. I guess it's, I mean, time will tell. We'll we'll get there when we get there. But, you know, now that we're halfway through, all these thoughts are really starting to pile up on my mind. And I'm like, all right, well, where are we going to go with it? I find it hard to believe that, you know, the success that the show has had and how much of a phenomenon Baby Yoda has become that they're not going to do a second season. I think there's a lot more story here to tell. Oh, Um, yeah, big time. I think it would be, I think it would be a rush for him to take his mask off this season. I don't think you're going to get that for a little while. It mm-hmm. would, I mean, save that moment. Save the moment where he finally says, okay, I'm done. And that should be, you know, somewhat of the end of the show. That's right, right. kind of the way that I see that going. Um, But, you know, like, and I agree with you, you know, time will tell, but I don't see this going anywhere. It's too popular. They're, they're, yeah. There's definitely going to make more. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of amazed, actually. Like, I've got some friends I didn't really know were Star Wars fans. Um, I mean, when I say friends, I mean, like, acquaintances, people I go to church with. And we were setting up this event, and we were talking, and I said something about the Mandalorian. He's like, oh, yeah, Baby Yoda, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? You watch the Mandalorian, too? Oh, awesome. I can talk to you as well. You know, it's it's cool to see some of these. And, like, there was this young kid. He's, like, 16. And, um, you know, he came up and started talking about Mando. And I'm like, what? You you know what? You watch the Mandalorian? So it's nice to see a lot of different people getting together, different ages. And um, I guess for me it's different because I've never really watched a show when it was in its height. 
you know, when it was like actually on, I always wait till things are like over and done with before I get into them. Mm-hmm. Except for The Walking Dead, I watched The Walking Dead right off the bat. Like that show hooked me like even before the first episode aired and I watched it every single week. I had to be there. I was even getting all the codes and sending them in so I can be an extra on the show. You know, all that stuff they were doing the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was yep. I was all about it. But, you know, this is the first time in a while that I actually watched a show, you know, right off the bat as soon as it came out and have been watching it every week. It's it's very new to me to do that. Um, right. But anyway, let's let's get into this episode. Um, I thought right off the bat, we start right off and there's a dog fight. You know, if you want to call it a dog fight right out right out in space. And it's between, you know, this Mando and another bounty hunter. And as he's out there chasing him down, he comes off and says, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. And right off the bat, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what he said in episode one when he got that um, that mithril there, Horatio Sands. And so he says that and Mando responds, that's my line. Like, okay, (laughs) like we know that's your line. We get it. (laughs) So he does some fancy maneuvering, slows down, ducks, and then, you know, the other guy crashes and that's the end of him. It was actually pretty cool to see a space battle in something Star Wars related on this show right now. I mean, we haven't seen that yet. No, Um, we haven't. It's so refreshing Mm-hmm. In a way, to see something like that, it's so simple. Just like, all right, uh, dark black background, you know, maybe some stars going on, and just space battle. I thought it was really right. cool. Oh yeah, totally awesome. And and just to to start off like that, like it was right into the episode. Like it opens up and it's happening. You're like, whoa. Right. You know, I was I was so happy to get a uh, an opener like that. You know, wake up, here's an episode. It's gonna be crazy. All right, cool. Now, right after that happened, it shows him flying and i started giggling like a little schoolgirl when i realized that he was over tatooine because that was the exact same image that we saw in the very first star wars movie yeah we saw the exact same atmosphere and i was like oh boy is that tatooine and then he comes down it's sandy they get all their little mud huts and everything and i'm like dude he's on tatooine I was just I, I was just more excited that I recognized it right off the bat, you know? Like they did they they thought about it and said, Hey, remember that really amazing shot that's so iconic? <laughs> mm. You know, the first thing you saw in Star Wars after the scrolling, you know, and, and a new hope. So it was it was just that made me really happy. It's also a little nod to the Phantom Menace, how you can just power down your machine and start it back up again and it's fine. For you to get to where you want to go. I mean, if anybody oh, yeah. remembers the pod race from Phantom Menace, I mean, Anakin right. kind of, his uh, his pod racer, you know, gets kind of messed up during that race. There's some there's some trickery going on, and he That's just powers it down yeah. and powers it back up again, and he's good to go. And the same oh, yeah. exact thing happened here. His ship was messed up, he powers it down, he powers it back on, and he's good to land and get whatever right. repairs he needs. So it's yeah. kind of, you kind of get both. You get a little... Little thing of New Hope, and you get a little thing of uh, Phantom Menace for those of you who like that movie. Cool, I didn't catch on to that. I mean, I like to think that Baby Yoda just pressed the right button, <laughs> and it right. worked again. Okay, <laughs> I know you didn't care for that, but whatever. <laughs> so we get down there. He's on. He's on Tatooine. He bumps into this, you know, little mechanic lady, and she's got the she's got the pit droids again. Yeah. Another nod back to Phantom Menace. You know, that's right. those little things that you know. Hey, hit the nose. You know, from from Watto's shack there. Um, so, I mean, I'm wondering if that's even that might have been Watto's garage. You know, years later, 
so many years later. Could have been the Maybe. same garage, and she just kind of took over. Uh, so Maybe. she's talking about all the stuff there. She starts talking about carbon scoring, which made me laugh because, you know, Luke, you know, <laughs> he was like, you got a lot of carbon scoring here. Hey, have you guys seen a lot of action? And then he realizes, oh, you two, you two fought with the Rebellion? You know, all that stuff right off the bat when he gets C-3PO and R2-D2 and he was tasked with cleaning them up, even though he wanted to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. Right. And, sorry, I'm just, I'm just throwing out everything I know about <laughs> New Hope. <laughs> but so we get there. Um, he's basically like, I need to get this stuff done. I don't have any money. I'll get you some money and I'll take care of it. I'm like, man, he ran out of money pretty quick. I thought he had money. It seemed like he had a lot before. When he was like throwing money at the waitress over on the other planet, but yeah, I guess you know this is a lot more than just like some bone broth. <laughs> well, see, we don't we don't really know how much time has passed between um, the last episode and this one, so True. he could have been running for a while and just exhausted his resources for all we know. So I kind of give that a pass. Very true, and I, actually, I kind of like that, and I, I do like in the last episode where. Where as they're talking, he says something like, it's been two weeks since the battle, and he's still hanging out there. I'm really happy they did that, because it kind of gives you a sense that it's like, hey, this is happening over, like, the course of a while, and we're just getting, like, kind of the big things. Like, if it was just, like, next, you know, day two, day three, I'm like, man, this guy's seeing a lot of action, like, constantly. I like that they're stretching it over time, because it gives us more to work with. You know, more to to grow. It's like it could make sense that there would be development in the character more than just like a day. If we saw somebody go from a jerk to like a happy guy in like a day, that would be kind of weird. So, you know, I like that they're giving the chance to have some space between the episodes to give us that character development and to, you know, add to the story of what's actually going on. That might have been the fifth bounty hunter he's dealt with since he got back up in the air. You know, we don't know. Um, And he's probably been to other planets, but they wanted to talk about this whole Tatooine thing. So um, she's going to go ahead and take care of everything. And uh, at one point, they're playing Sabacc. Who's playing Sabacc? You've got to remind me. Was it it the pit droids in her playing Sabacc? Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So it's cool that, you know, Sabacc is just a common game that everybody plays apparently like I'm, I'm surprised that it's like that's it that's the only card game you see people playing is sabacc you know i mean i mean in the last jedi you see, you see like roulette wheels and stuff like that i'm surprised and, they weren't <laughs> playing chess ah well what a hollow chess uh, that's called yeah. something else but yeah there's um the hollow board <laughs> they could have done that i like i mean not to jump back into the movies too much but i really do enjoy when they got back on the falcon that they were like testing all that stuff out like that was a big nostalgic point was getting back into the Millennium Falcon and that yeah. movie. So awesome. You know, and like, oh, let's let's pull this stuff back up again. Anyway, um, let's see. So, they're playing Sabacc, and she finds Baby Yoda. Oh, well, I'm gonna have to charge you some more, because now I have to watch this kid, you know, but she clearly cares, but she's, you know, doing what she does. Yeah. Um, one thing I thought that was really, really simple, you know, after that, is they did one of the old school wipes that you see in a new hope so i didn't that was catch one... on to that I, I oh dude completely passed me by so it's something that george lucas did in the movies and it was very like a lot more obvious in the original trilogy with these like wipes you know they don't just fade into it they don't just cut it's it's a wipe so we haven't really seen that at all in this show. And then suddenly, because they're on Tatooine, they did a wipe. And I thought right. that was a really cool nod just because they're kind of back where it all started for us. 
And uh, I mean, it just it just made me. It was another like you know, just like seeing seeing the atmosphere there, being like, oh, cool. It's you know, like they're really bringing back the feel of it. Um, so he goes out there. He walks out to before you move yeah. on, and and I'm only bringing this up because this is going to be a really quick episode to get through. My oh, yeah. favorite wipe of all time is from Jedi when they mm. find C-3PO in pieces and they pick him up, and the wipe is right there. Oh yeah, the wipe is like is part the bottom of his torso is, is right? the bottom of his and torso. It, I thought yeah. that was really cool. It's something that that's really always cool. stuck out in my mind. That's that's really true. I like how they did that. Um, I have to admit, and all those listening right now can hate me for it or you can respect me because I feel like it's, it's justifiable. But a few days ago, um, I uh, basically br- I introduced my two children, my two daughters, uh, two and four, to the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> um, believe it or not, they were like really glued to the TV and they were so interested in seeing what was going on with Chewbacca's family. Um and I, I remember I reached out to a few people and said, listen, I mean, I, I sent them a quick little clip and said, does this make me a bad parent? <laughs> I had two yeses and one no. Um, but basically my, my reasoning is, hey, I waited about 25 years before I saw it. And, you know, all those 25 years said, oh, man, I wish I got to see it. I wish I got to see it. And I had these hopes for it. And when I saw it, I was like, what is this <laughs> i'm gonna give my opinion on this i think it's twofold on one hand i think your girls are a little bit too young for something like sith or empire oh totally <laughs> but on the other hand you're starting them off with the holiday specials oh no no so my daughters have watched everything except for sith and sith solo and um rogue one those are the only oh, wow. three they haven't seen okay yeah, they've they've seen they've seen them all. <laughs> okay, well then forgivable. Yeah, but I mean the way I see with the holiday special, it was basically a matter of like, well, you know, it's the holiday season. You know, we put the tree back up. I had to take it down because I had to prove the point that hey, if you don't, if you stop, if you keep touching the tree and keep breaking it, I'm going to take it down. And I had to follow through with my word, so I took it down. And then four days later, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you grace. We're going to try it again, and I. uh put it back up. And so far they've been okay. But, um, anyway, that's kids. But yeah, my, my whole point was I don't want them to go 25 years of their life thinking that something great is out there. I want them to know how horrible this is before, <laughs> before I did. That's, that's, that's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. Let's, let's get this heartbreak out of the way early. All right. <laughs> Just, <laughs> but Hey, but honestly, they actually kind of enjoyed it. And they really like the Ewok adventures, too, which I have on DVD. So um, I think I should probably get the holiday special on DVD. That way, you know, it can be a, a yearly thing. Uh, again, again, I, I really still do love the first episode of The Mandalorian where that Mithral is talking about Life Day. Like, oh, yeah, I was hoping to get back to my family and see them for Life Day. And I'm like, oh, what a cool reference back to something that not many people know because they haven't watched the holiday special. So to all of you out there, it is the holiday season. I, if you haven't seen it, or even if you have, just just throw it on. I mean, suck it up and watch. It's only an hour and thirty seven minutes, or something like that. You know, that's, that's, a, you, that's you, an hour and thirty seven minutes too long. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> hey, you get to see, you get to see, um, what's her face, B. Arthur from the Golden Girls singing to Harvey Corman as she pours a drink down his head, 
and he talks about how much he loves her. You get to see Chewbacca's family and his grandpa getting serenaded like really weird, like oddly by some earth woman or, you know, human. And you get to see some little weird, you know, Chewbacca Yeti kid. Um, but the best part is you get to see um, Luke Skywalker basically look like a Ken doll. I don't know what they did, but he was like wicked blonde. His hair was super short. He's like, hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, R2. And I'm like, what is going on with <laughs> with Mark Hamill right now? <laughs> but anyway, yep. that is all I'm going to say about that. But hey, check it out if you haven't. Um, just because you can go, wow, look what they try to do a year after <laughs> A New Hope. I'm surprised they only they did it a year after A New Hope. You know, and they didn't like it wasn't like after Empire. So if they did it after Empire, it wouldn't have been so bad. But whatever. it would have been worse. It would have been worse if they did it after Empire. I mean, Empire was such a it's alone. Empire is one of the greatest movies ever made. And for well, that's my you know, point. The if Star they did Wars, it- the Star Wars special to come out after that, it would have just like you went from Empire to this. I can no, no. see it coming after New Hope. New Hope wasn't really that. Oh, like Empire was, so I could oh, I see know. them doing something stupid and corny like that. With that, with a movie like that, fine. It's I, I completely forgive that. But after Empire, no, I, I got to disagree they, uh, with my, you on that one. My dude. point is, if they did it after Empire, they would have made it better. You think? I think so. Wow. I I think they would have made it better. I I. I have to commend you for your optimism on that one. I think that movie would have been just as bad. <laughs> I think they would have been just as bad. And it would have just been like, huh, huh, yeah. Yeah, so if anybody wants to see this so they understand what we're talking about, uh, seriously, YouTube it. It's all over YouTube. And the coolest thing is they start off with, like, The Incredible Hulk is not be, would not be played tonight. Tonight we are showing the Star Wars Holiday Special. And it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> and then afterwards it's like, hey, the Hulk and Wonder Woman will pick up next week. And it's like, wow, you know, just to kind of get that little bit. You can even find it with all the commercials in between, too. And for me, I don't know why I love that. Maybe it's because I like marketing and I'm, I'm also have this, you know, I have nostalgia about stuff. But... I always thought it was really cool when you when you find a tape of something you recorded when you were like a kid and you found all like the old like 80s 90s commercials and stuff on there yeah. like I remember this one. Hey, I got that bike. I remember that toy. Remember like remember that game Crossfire? You get caught up in the crossfire. Like that game looked so cool. You get it like it's a bunch of balls and triggers. It's basically a four-way pinball machine. Yeah, it looked much. so much it, made, it looked so much cooler in the commercial because <laughs> I always thought that game was like a more mature hungry hungry hippos. Oh, totally. That's what that was that's a good way to look at it. Actually, so while we're on Star Wars, there was a game that I had and they made it up to be like this really cool thing and it was a um, um it had a VHS uh you know, tape that you would put in the VCR and you would have to have this playing while you play the board game. Mm. And, like, it would come up and Darth Vader would say some stuff and then they'd have this timer going. Their whole point was that it was, like, the timer. But they had yeah. things that were happening. And it was cool because it's like, you had an interactive, like, TV board game, which back then was, like, not really heard of. It was not very common. Um, downside with it is it had a lot of little pieces. As a kid, I just wanted to play something that was full of action. So I pretty much lost all the parts and never actually got to play the game all the way through. I found it years ago, missing half the pieces, and tossed it. Probably could have gotten some money off of it if I didn't toss it, even though there's only half of it, but hey, whatever. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, you can find the video for that on YouTube as well. You know, just YouTube, you know, Star Wars uh, VHS interactive board game, and the video will pop up. Anyway, back to this episode, shall we? Um, so we get the old, we're talking about the old school wipes and stuff, so kind of brought us back to some nostalgia. But we get in there, he's hanging out at the bar, he's looking for some work, he's talking to that droid that, I mean, every time you see this droid, all, all I hear is, you're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn some respect. You know, that's mm. all I think about is going to Jabba's palace, and <laughs> he's pretty much like setting everybody up for their jobs. I love how you, the passage of time is here. When we're first in this bar, right, in, uh, in New Hope, the bartender's like, we don't serve his kind here. You're yeah. droids. They'll have to <laughs> yeah. wait outside. And now we have right. a droid bartender. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's funny. If you find the delete, like some of the behind the scenes deleted stuff from New Hope, you actually get to hear that bartender's real voice. And it sounds nothing like that. You, know, no, you can tell that it's like a total like voice dub. We don't serve their kind here. But in reality, it's like, hey, what are you doing? We don't serve their kind here. It's like, <laughs> so it's very different. Why is he get- British? I don't know. I, I, it's, I mean, that was his voice. Whatever. I mean, he had the big British sideburns. I don't know. The 70s Brits and their sideburns. I, I think the sideburns is more of the 70s than it is a British thing. I don't know. I just imagine Austin Powers. and. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that was 60s into 70s later on, whatever. So we, we get introduced to this character, Toro, Toro Callahan, I think he said his name was. Um, basically, he's a rookie bounty, bounty hunter. Um, you get the idea that he's, like, talking a big game, but then he finally admits, like, hey, I'm just trying to get into the guild, man. This is my first job, you know, and obviously they're going to give me whatever they think that I can't do, but, like, I really want to get this, so I'll give you all the money. Just help me get into the guild. Okay. And and you start to, like, you know, you believe the guy, and, like, that makes sense. He really wants to do what he wants to do, you know, and, he, and he'll do what he can to get it because he's tried this, that, and the other thing. At this point, he's at the end of his rope, recognizes that Mando is, you know— pretty good and knows what he's doing and okay cool let's do this so they go to get some speeder bikes and they go out and we see some tuscan raiders you skipped over a really cool part that i'm surprised you didn't uh put in your notes oh okay what was that when they're back at the um when they get their speeder bikes and they're back at the garage there or wherever yeah. the, the lady who's working on his ship uh-huh. um he assures her that he'll get the money and they both take off. And after they take off, she just kind of looks at him off in the distance and goes, Womp rat. Like she calls him a womp rat. And I thought that was so cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't catch the. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they fly off. Um, they do their thing. You see Tuscan Raiders. Now, when have we ever seen Tuscan Raiders and been like, oh, look, there's a Tuscan Raider? Never. We've been like, oh, man, there's a Tuscan Raider. Because they're crazy. They're nuts. Mm. So at this point, he goes up there and makes a deal for safe passage <laughs> with a Tuscan Raider. I'm like, I've never seen this before. That's weird. Like, you can reason with them? You can make deals with them? Okay. So, um, I said, what was it? What did they trade? They traded something, right? Yeah, he got he gave him the binoculars. That's what I thought, the binocs. Okay. Um it was interesting because when he said Binox, I thought he said Rhinox. And the last time I heard that was in Empire when they were in the quote-unquote cave. Then <laughs> those things were sucking on the on the ship. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, Binox, okay. Um, I think at this point my wife walked in. She caught some of the episode. And she hasn't watched any of this yet. She's not really interested. So she walked in and saw this episode first halfway through. And I'm like, okay. 
Um, so he goes out, looks, and they find a dead bounty hunter strapped to a dewback. Um, first time I remember seeing a dewback is in the um, <laughs> the special edition, the '97 special edition of A New Hope, where they started adding all of these things in. Was yeah. it in the original, or just no. in that? Okay, I just think so. I just think those were part of the special editions. Yeah. Well, anyway, we see that strapped to it, and we realize, oh, it's a trap. Okay, it's you a know. trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Um, you know, basically walked right into it, checked on it, and then, you know, we've got this target, which I I rewound it a couple of times. I don't know what they said the name was. I, I just said FedEx Shan. <laughs> FedEx Shan. <laughs> okay. okay. So, I mean, whatever they said the character's name was, this that's the target, FedEx Shan, uh, who's a, an elite mercenary and used to kill for top crime syndicates, including the Huts. So it's like, whoa, you know, this this target you've got is pretty high profile. This so, is a big deal. Yeah, so that's why he was like, okay, well, I'll help out with this because clearly the bounty's going to be good and, you know, you're going to give me the money and whatever. We'll move on here. I need the money to fix my ship and get, get moving. So... Basically, he's out there. Um, she's shooting at them. G- gets a good shot right to the Beskar. You know, kind of knocks them down um, mm. at one point. I mean, they they kind of camp out for the night, and then they sneak up and everything. She, he gets the shot, and then they pretty much they did a really good job. You know, tricking her in a point where he snuck up behind her, and then they got the best of her. Sat down, talked. Here's the situation. Here's what we're gonna do. He goes off. So Mando goes off, leaving Toro alone with her. Kind of sloppy of Mando. Very sloppy of Mando. I was kind of surprised that he did that. You know, so it didn't I. seem like him to just like you know trust this guy and be like, here you go. Exactly. You know? this, this whole this whole scenario right here feels very underwhelming. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yep. He walks into a bar and he finds some random dude. And I, I, he has a job for him, and he's trying to get into the guild. And as soon as he says, I, this is my first job, and I'm just trying to get into the guild, my first instinct was, don't trust this guy. He's going to betray you just so that he can make a name for himself. He's going to find out. I told myself this before anything else even really happened. Mm-hmm. He's going to betray you. He's going to find out who you are. He's going to find out what you're carrying, and that's going to mm-hmm. be his in for the guild. And then when he goes on and, and we... You know, get the whole coup thing, and by the end of this, by the end of this, it just became more apparent. As soon as this woman told him, "Do you know who that is? Do you know what target he has?" I knew that that was gonna come, and that's why I'm like, "This is really sloppy for Amanda to do. He should have planned this a lot better." Like right. in prior episodes, he would have seen this coming. No, I totally agree. Okay, cool. But I think that kind of goes into him, his character changing a bit. You know, he's not he's not thinking the same as he was like he's leaving baby Yoda alone for like a lot of time on the ship. You know, like he's doing a lot of things that are kind of out of his character. It's just it's strange to me the way he's changing. So he's changing for, I guess, good. But he's also, you know, kind of letting letting go of some of the um, tactical uh, wit, I guess, if you will. Um on what he should be doing, like things he should be planning for. Cause it seems like he was pretty much on the ball, like right off the bat and did really well with everything else he's gone through so far. So when this happened, I was kind of like, huh, strange that he didn't think that through, but maybe he's just like, he's thinking differently now because of everything that's going on with him. I don't know. So you get the target there, FedEx, Shan, whatever, who informs Toro that 
if he was actually to capture Mando and Baby Yoda, it would be a lot more worth his time and efforts because, like, that would make him a, a hero in the guild because they find that he caught them. Right. You know? And so <laughs> he hears that. Basically, he's like, nah, no, I'm not going to do it. And then I was, I got to say, like, I did not expect it, but he shoots her. Yeah. I was, I was actually, I mean, um, and to be honest, I was actually really surprised. I didn't think he would do that. I didn't see that coming at all. And because I I didn't expect it, although I don't agree with the violence like that, um, (laughs) I actually really, I really enjoyed being surprised. So I didn't expect it. And I liked that I didn't expect it. Because I don't, I'm tired of I'm tired of watching things and going, oh, they're going to do this. Oh, they're going to do that. Because nothing has really shocked me so much in this series so far. I've enjoyed everything, but nothing shocked me like this did. So it just shows, like, the greediness of, you know, people who are, you know, <laughs> have that mindset that their goal is to be in the guild and be bounty hunters. It's like they'll do whatever they can. And he just goes ahead and shoots her. He's like, cool, you're right. That would get me a lot more attention and a bigger bounty. Eh, I don't need you anymore. Let me go take care of this. It's actually pretty wise thinking on his part to uh, to shoot her. Now that I mm-hmm. like look back and think about it for a second, he doesn't need you know the extra burden of not only keeping his eye on her but also you know going after you know the bigger bounty that's oh, right. out there right now for him. So mm-hmm. I completely I completely agree with what he did. I mean, I know you're not the biggest fan of that kind of violence. I am. <laughs> so I'm all about it. Um I I I want to say that I don't really agree with his motives. I mean, for him to say I want to be respected by the guild, so I'm going to go against what the guild is about kind of like you're you're on the wrong path already, but right. you know, whatever whatever you say, dude, you you know, you go ahead and go for it. Right. Um, that's all I said. But I am I do agree with you. Cause there are there is a lot of things out there in television and the movies where you're sitting down and you're watching it and you're just like, this is going to happen next and then boom, that happens. Yeah. I didn't see him shooting her. Not but- at all. If anything, I kind of saw her like getting him close and then like basically escaping. Exactly. That's and that exactly would, that what would I have been was the obvious, happen. the obvious thing. Like he gets close, he starts to trust her. She turns on him, and next thing you know, like it would have been something like she is holding him hostage, and Mando tries to save him, and blah blah blah. Corny, corny, corny. Done, done, done. We've seen it before millions of times. I think it's because when we're introduced to this character, he's played as very young, very naive, and very mm-hmm. new to this, so we don't think that he is going to be able to do, you know, this kind exactly. of thinking. Exactly. So I, I, I have to commend, you know, Favreau for doing it the way he did just because it was surprising. But it kind of gives you a deeper sense of like what these people are like when they're in the guild, you know, or they're, <laughs> they want to be in the guild, you know, like they don't care. They're going to do they're going to be as greedy as they can be and do whatever they need to do. I don't think you can take this person and apply that to the entire guild. I think that's well, a bit no, unfair. no. I'm, but I mean, the thing is, you have to be a certain type of person to be in the guild. <laughs> Right. And you have to have a certain level of like, you know, just not thinking about anything beyond yourself, really. I mean, you have to no, follow I mean, rules. No, I think I think you have to be completely selfless to yeah. in order to be a member of the guild, which mm-hmm. every other character that we've seen 
well, not every character, but every character that we've seen who is in the Mandalorian that, you know, was in what the second episode as they were trying to escape. Um, but we do know from the Star Wars universe that the bounty hunters do live by kind of a different code. You're mm-hmm. going to get all sorts. I mean, I wouldn't expect this to happen from a Boba Fett or or even a Jango Fett. I Well, they're not Mandalorians, but I mean, yeah. They're but they are they are bounty, bounty hunters. hunters. They yeah. were a part of the guild, so they obviously they they lived by that code. This kid, he just he wants whatever he wants. I don't I I'm still not sure what exactly what his motivations are, and I don't think I'll ever find out. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, exactly. We won't know. So, basically, shoots her, moves on, Mando catches on and catches up with Toro. Um, it was pretty straightforward. He goes over there. He's got Baby Yoda. Mando's got cool gadgets. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there going, whistling birds, whistling birds, whistling birds, you know? Yeah. No, we're not going to see whistling birds. We're going to see something new. He does some kind of, like, what, light bomb? Basically distracts him takes him out. Where's baby Yoda? Oh, he's hiding behind a basket. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. (laughs) He comes up, picks him up. Here's your money. Thanks for your time. And then he flies off. Very anticlimactic. Very anticlimactic ending. Yeah, it was way too simple. Like, he shoots her, Mando shoots him, picks up baby Yoda and flies away. But, but, here is the big finale of it which is actually the as you could say like end credit scene because it's right afterwards somebody comes over and walks up and like kneels next to fedex chan there i'm gonna keep kind of saying fedex chan because i couldn't understand it yeah who was that no idea i have a theory and it would be pretty cool i'm ready boba fett didn't die I don't know why a whole bunch of people think this. I saw that somewhere else too. I don't. Oh, I didn't I don't see that at all. I'm just saying, like similar boot cape type thing. I get it. Um, I do get it. I understand. It's on I'm Tatooine. Just yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, a lot of things lead to that being probably correct. It makes sense. Why else have this episode on Tatooine? Right. There's no other reason except there for is. A there really there. is no other reason. So there, I'm the, the, the setting know. for this. <laughs> the setting for right now, this being on Tatooine, it means something. Mm-hmm. They're not just gonna throw this super significant planet in this random episode <laughs> for nothing. Right. So I'm, I'm guessing this is gonna go somewhere, and whoever oh, yeah. knelt down, it's probably gonna be be a big deal. It's probably gonna be somebody we recognize. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Boba Fett at all. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't think I would like it very much. I don't know because we so far, I really, I really like where it's going. His death was so epic in His a bad death way. Was epic, but in we a, never epic, actually. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Ah. We saw Sir Lat swallow him whole. It's oh, I mean, his death First was so all, epic, and it was such. Hang on, and it was such a moment for Han that if he's alive right now, it kind of takes away from that a little bit for me. Like I'll never be able to watch Jedi the same again. <laughs> That's the only reason why I'm saying that. Well, I mean, how many movies have you watched where they quote unquote got the bad guy and he's dead now, and then he comes back again? Ah, but he's dif- he's disfigured. I think okay. if anything. 
I think 30, if anything, 30 we might something, see... We're, we're going to do this 30-something years later? 30-something years later, which only takes place maybe within a decade after it happened. Yeah, that's I not... I get it. Fine. I mean, I just, I'm just saying it might make some sense. Now, what we might see is, I don't know, I mean, we know that Boba Fett and Jango Fett's armor is not made of Beskar, especially Boba's because of the dent on his forehead. Um, no, it wasn't. So it was not Beskar steel. It was some, It was a replica. It was a joke, basically, to make them look like Mandalorians, which could be some explained somewhere in, a, in some kind of story somewhere. Um, I don't think it's in anything that's canon out there now, but maybe they're going to get into it. Where you know he's yes he's wearing Mandalorian looking armor, but it's not Beskar steel. Um, if but, Disney keep keep going, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm basically just saying like we know that the that it's not that they were not Mandalorians. We know that um, uh, Jango Fett lived somewhere near where Mandalorians were, but he wasn't necessarily part of the Mandalorian culture. Um, and he was he was definitely not you know, honoring the Mandalorian beliefs. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's happening there, and we know that that's the case. And Boba Fett was just some, you know, cheap knockoff bounty hunter uh, of his dad. His dad was pretty awesome, and then Boba Fett no, went, I know. Oh, and I fell know. into a I get, I, get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Another problem that I have with this, too, if Disney keeps on bringing back these characters that are supposed to be dead, I mean, the door is just going to fly open for them to do whatever we whatever they want. Well, I mean, I mean you, they you brought watch, back watch... they brought back Darth Maul like exactly. way bef- way before they did um, Solo, though they did it in the show. Darth Maul is around in the show, and he had like he had um, robotic legs. He even had spider legs at one point in in the cartoon, the animated show. There, I think it was like Rebels or whatever it was. So they had like a few different things going on. So Darth Maul does exist, and that's what they're really going to be focusing on with Kenobi is between Darth Maul and Kenobi. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's kind of a guarantee of what's going to happen. They're finally going to get into that, and I'm I'm all for it because Darth Maul still wants to get Luke, and Kenobi has to save him. So no, I know. Yeah, and that, that, I mean, guess, that's, that I guess... that's what he was tasked for. He was tasked to and the, take care and that, of him. that. That reveal in Solo was definitely setting up something that's going to be coming later on in Kenobi, and I get that, and I understand. I'm just saying, like, I feel like, I feel like this is going to become a cash cow, and they're just going to get carried away with this. Like, old Obi Wan will be resurrected somehow. Uh, you say that, but think about it for a second. He's a force ghost. I don't think it's necessary. He, or, okay, and we saw a guy. We saw a guy get swallowed whole, and now the theory is he is alive somehow. Now let's go back to this, okay? Because and if you, you have remember, a, no, what, but, the Sarlacc pro- pit was the Sarlacc pit was a hole with with teeth. Yep. Originally, not some giant beak that pops out of the middle of it. The beak <clears> is <throat> canon now. You can't just say, "Oh, well, in '83, you know, it was just a pit with teeth." No, there's. I a get it, but either way, either way, he was swallowed whole. You just said it. He was swallowed whole. He wasn't chewed up. He was swallowed whole. Right. And they said, like, over what a thousand years, you'll be slowly digested. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So my thought is that if we do see this Boba Fett, we're going to see some some odd digestion to his armor. <laughs> Okay. You know, we'll see some goofy stuff going on. But, I mean, that's... This is my theory. It's my opinion. 
and I would not be opposed to seeing it because I mean we hear the Mandalorian. Everybody everybody asked when they haven't seen the show yet. Is it about Boba Fett? Like, no, it's not. <laughs> but I said I, I, I said cool what I had to say. Okay, you think it would be cool? I yeah, I can do without it. They don't need it. They don't. The, the show is awesome enough on its own. They do not need to introduce Boba Fett. I get it. They don't need to, but maybe, maybe they want to. <laughs> okay. All right. And I'm okay. not against it. I'm not opposed to it. Okay. Well, I have to say, I'm a, I'm happy that I got through a whole episode of this without like going into a major coughing fit. But I'm getting there right now. So, um, I'm gonna have to call it a night. But um, hey, if do you have anything you want to close with? No, I said everything that I wanted to say. I think this episode was cool for what it was. Um, kind of a slow burner, like not not a whole lot going on. I mean, the uh, the the first four episodes were phenomenal, and now we have. We were talking about it last week, like, when are we going to get the lull? I think we kind of got the lull episode this week, where it was just like, one thing, go get the girl, come back, oh, you tricked me, oh my god, now you're dead, and fly away. Um, yeah. It it worked for what it was, and the, re- well, not reveal, but the twist at the end, where you have somebody bending down, that was pretty cool too, I guess. Well, I think that's the whole point, is they made this episode to give us a twist at the end, you know? Yeah. The episode so itself might have been kind of a, you know, kind of a, you know, dud, or, you it know, was whatever. filler. I say it's a total it was filler. It was a I'll filler, say, but st- it was an opportunity for us to for them to introduce whatever this character is that is introduced. You know, if it's Boba Fett, okay. If it's anything else, okay, whatever. But I'm really feeling that the way that they didn't show who it was, that's super significant. And I'm thinking, I'm like, well, who else could it possibly be? It's significant that they didn't show us who it was, and it's significant that this happened on Tatooine. I'm not, I absolutely agree with you on this. <laughs> all right all right man well well thanks so much for listening <laughs> yeah thanks so much for listening uh we will uh pick it back up i think is there like a break in the season i thought there was no. like one week they're not doing it okay oh really we'll we look into we'll it pick up, we'll pick up again next week uh thanks for checking it out and feel free to subscribe or please subscribe we'd love to get some more subscribers and if you guys as we always say if you got some questions, you got some comments, things you want to say about us, if you you love us, you hate us, you you know, you want us to, you know, go to a galaxy far, far away and get away and leave you all alone, then, you know, let us know. But honestly, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you guys have to say. And if you want to join us sometime, hey, let us know. Or if you got some ideas about something you'd like us to check out and talk about, feel free. All right. <laughs> have a good night. <laughs>